thank you very much for joining us for the first episode of our new Herbert Smith Freehills Asian Competition Law podcast series, Unbundling Competition. This is the first of our episodes on recent competition law developments in Southeast Asia. My name is Adelaide Luke, and I'm a partner based in Hong Kong, leading the Herbert Smith Freehills Competition, Regulation and Trade team here in Asia. Joining me today is Joel Rubin, who is also a competition law specialist. He's based in HSF's Tokyo office. In today's episode, Joel and I will give an overview of developments in Southeast Asia more generally and look in a little bit more detail about the developments in Thailand in particular. In our next episode, we'll speak with the team at HBT, our partner firm in Jakarta, about proposed changes to the laws in Indonesia. Then, in our third episode of the series, we'll talk to our colleagues at Herbert Smith Freehill's formal alliance firm in Singapore, ProLegis, about what is happening in that market. But before we do any of that, it might be helpful to explain exactly what we mean by competition law. Joel, perhaps you can say a few words about what this area of law covers. Thanks, Adelaide. When we talk about competition law, we're talking about the body of rules that allow governments, and that usually means dedicated competition regulators, uh, to intervene in agreements between businesses or activities by businesses in order to ensure that they don't harm the smooth functioning of market competition. Uh, So competition law aims to ensure that economies and ultimately consumers can continue to benefit from low prices and innovation. Competition law regimes typically consist of three main pillars, uh, being number one, prohibitions on anti-competitive agreements and practices between businesses, such as bid rigging and other types of cartel conduct. Number two, uh, prohibitions on abuses of a dominant market position. So under most competition laws, it's not unlawful to become dominant. This is what most businesses want to achieve, after all. Uh, But becoming dominant means that a business has a special responsibility not to abuse that dominance. Uh, And number three, merger control, which allows competition authorities to review whether proposed combinations between businesses will have a negative impact on competition. Uh, Within Southeast Asia, almost every country in the region now has uh, a competition law on the books, um, and many of these are either entirely new or they replace older laws that may not have been enforced so much in the past. And I think it's fair to say that right now, Southeast Asia is one of the most rapidly developing regions for competition law in the world. Adelaide, do you maybe want to say a few words about how we got to this point? Sure, Joel. The trend towards introducing competition laws and more active enforcement of competition laws in Southeast Asia goes back about 20 years or so, when a number of the larger economies in the region, like Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam and Singapore, enacted competition laws at the request of the IMF following the 1997 Asia financial crisis. These laws and the authorities that enforced them had mixed records. Some of them never really got off the ground. Some authorities didn't receive enough funding to properly staff themselves. And some did, but focused on quite small-scale or local cartel conduct. Other countries introduced merger control regimes, but the volume of transactions notified under them was quite limited. 
So companies have been forgiven, can be forgiven for at one stage overlooking the region when it came to deal and compliance planning. The real impetus for greater competition law enforcement came in 2007 when the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or ASEAN, member states signed the so-called blueprint for the ASEAN Economic Community, which committed member states to having competition laws in place by the time that the ASEAN Economic Community came into force in 2016. This is in part because there was a recognition that competition law was a fundamental pillar of the European Union single market and really a really important means of achieving better economic integration by breaking down barriers to competition. The ASEAN economic community is also trying to achieve a single market or something like a single market. So competition law isn't just seen as a nice to have, but something that really drives its economic goals. As of 2020, nine out of the 10 ASEAN member states have competition laws in force, and the only one that doesn't, which is Cambodia, is expected to enact one by the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Even countries that already had competition laws in place already have followed the momentum to introduce newer, tougher laws or to provide better funding to their competition authority, and that's certainly the case with Thailand, which we're going to talk about in a moment. And we can probably expect more changes in the future. So as we'll discuss next episode, Indonesia is a country that's looking to further bolster its competition law. There's also talk that Malaysia, which currently doesn't have a general merger control system, is likely to introduce one in the next couple of years. So what does the enforcement landscape look like now with all of these competition laws in place? Again, it's quite mixed. So on the one hand, you have the Competition and Consumer Commission of Singapore, which, as we'll discuss in the third podcast in this series, sees itself as a regional leader. We also have the Philippine Competition Commission. The Philippine Competition Law only came into effect in 2016, but in that short time, the Philippine Authority has become one of the most active regulators in the region. It's reviewed several hundred merger cases already. It's also recently issued its first abuse of dominance decision, and these tend to be quite hard for competition authorities to prove and to issue. On the other hand, you have a few countries like Myanmar or Laos, which have quite new laws on the books. But the competition authorities themselves are still in the process of capacity building, and so we're still waiting on various regulations to be passed that will clarify some of the rules. In terms of trends, what we are certainly seeing is competition authorities becoming more sophisticated and outward-looking in their enforcement. In particular, by enforcing against global companies and wider regional markets, and not just the local bid-rigging cases. Joel, let's talk about one of the regimes that represents some of those changes, which is Thailand. Could you give an update on the new law there? Uh, yes, happy to. Um, so as you mentioned, Thailand was one of the first wave of countries in Southeast Asia that introduced competition laws after the Asian financial crisis. Its first competition law was enacted in 1999, and that law remained in force until 2017 uh, when it was replaced with a new law. The old Thai competition law covered a, a number of prohibited trade practices it set up the procedures for investigating such practices and it provided for sanctions. Um, however, for various reasons, the law wasn't well enforced. 
one of the reasons that has been given for this is influence from various political and, and business interests, uh, as well as the fact that the authority lacked enforcement powers. So instead, uh, it had to refer any potential infringements to the public prosecutor's office. Uh, the new Trade Competition Act, or TCA, in Thailand came into force in October 2017, uh, and it gives the Trade Competition Commission, uh, which is the, the new Thai authority, uh, a bit more teeth. Uh, so the commission now has greater inde independence and transparency. Uh, for example, all of the senior commission members are required to have uh, relevant experience and expertise, uh, and they're pro prohibited from holding any political position. The Commission is also given uh, an independent and separate budget, and it now possesses uh, a quasi-judicial function with the power to impose administrative fines by itself. And in terms of substance, Joel, does the new law differ from the old law? Uh, it does. Uh, obviously, the old law was never fully enforced, so it's, it's difficult to be too definitive about how different the new law is. Uh, but in terms of the text of the law, um, the, the new TCA has a, a number of welcome changes that provide great, greater clarity and uh, align it more with overseas competition laws. Um, in particular, it does this by making clearer the, the types of conduct that will not necessarily be considered anti-competitive. So, for example, the new law excludes, as you would expect, certain types of agreements between members of the same corporate group uh, and that is wide enough to include entities that are linked by common management, for example. Uh, the law also appears to distinguish between so-called object-based infringements, uh, which by their object are automatically unlawful, and effects-based infringements, where the Thai Competition Commission would need to show actual anti-competitive effects uh, for the conduct uh, to be considered unlawful. And to this end, the, the TCA also expressly provides an efficiency-based exemption for certain types of infringement. But it seems that there are still a few bugs, a few ambiguities left in the law, uh, though, and so it remains to be seen how the Commission will interpret some of these provisions in practice. And what about merger control, Joel? Are there any changes there? Uh, yes, there are. While the old law set out merger control rules and it stipulated that certain transactions were, were subject to review, um, the necessary regulations to implement a merger control re regime were never actually enacted. So there wasn't really a, a merger control uh, regime in place in Thailand up until now. The new TCA introduces uh, a new set of merger control rules and already those have been supplemented by relevant regulations uh, since uh, 2018 already. So the, the new law establishes a dual merger control system with both pre- and post-closing filing requirements, depending on the type of transaction, uh, as well as factors like uh, the party's market shares. Uh, for pre-closing filings, in principle, the Trade Competition Commission has 90 days to issue a decision but there haven't been a large number of transactions yet filed under the new rules. So it's difficult to say at this stage what the Commission's track record is like in, in terms of keeping to this timetable. Um, there's a couple of points to note about the new rules. Uh, first of all, acquisitions of shares above 25% can trigger a filing, uh, and it's not necessary for there to be a, a change of control like there is in some other merger control regimes. So, 
filings may be required in some cases uh, simply for uh, the acquisition of a minority stake. Um, in addition, there is ambiguity as to whether foreign-to-foreign -foreign mergers, that is to say not involving parties based in Thailand, will need to be notified under the new rules. And also the, the new DCA is silent on whether it's possible to remedy any competition-related concerns that the authority has through offering commitments uh, or whether the authority is simply going to prohibit any uh, potentially anti-competitive mergers. Uh, no doubt, though, these points will be sorted out over time. Thank you very much, Joel. Given that ambiguity, it sounds like companies that have substantial operations in Thailand are going to need to take the Thai competition law into consideration a lot more in the future, particularly when it comes to deal planning. We'll look forward to see how the law develops in Thailand and elsewhere in Southeast Asia. So that concludes our short discussion for today. But look, these are big topics and we've barely scratched the surface in the time available. So please do get in touch if you have questions. We would, we'd love to discuss them further with you um, and we can respond by email or set up a call. Thank you very much for listening today. We look forward to having you join us for another episode soon.